Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation at Ethos Pelicans on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff, but we'll get through the administrative stuff because I am joined by the fantastic, you'll know him from Spaces, you'll know him from, well, Boot Crew, one of the... Me, credential media members, Jarrett Reed, aka Five. Jarrett, how are you going, mate? I'm I'm going all right. If that, I guess that's the proper way to uh, to answer that. But yeah, man, I'm I'm all right. It's, it's working out. It's working out. Yeah. So it's first year on the beat for you this year, isn't it? And um, how have you found it? You, you recently did an article about uh, Dyson Daniels, but talked about your uh, your experience heading uh, into the. The media room. Can you talk about yeah. your how that went so far? Uh it's been a cool first year. Uh, you know, I I was I just talk about the journey, just pretty much how to get there, right? Um, I was just talking on Twitter one day, uh, got into the spaces with Chris. I didn't know uh initially Chris Grunner shout out the happened where like, hey, I want you to come on the pod. Like, oh, all right, well, joined the pod one day, just just talking pills, talking basketball. Uh and then uh, Justin said, Justin from Propel's talk was like, hey, why don't you just come on full time? It's like, all right. And then that just snowballed. And what we see today is, you know, me being a credential media member, getting in um, these practices and the games and learning about the, you know, the organization in a, in a different way and, and seeing a little bit of the things behind the scenes. And how have you found the transition from from fan and, you know, we're all couch analysts um, from home to full-time media member wow that is the hardest part that is legit the hardest part if i was doing this for another team I, it would make sense but now it's like when i'm watching the games from the the media standpoint i can't cheer right i can't get mad i can't make these loud bursts when zion goes and dunks on somebody or trey murphy puts somebody in a body bag i can't oh no, i can't i gotta timber myself down uh, uh simmer myself down to all right, just be calm, watch the game, uh, it as it is. But I mean, it, it's been a cool process, you know. Just talk, even having these conversations with some of the the players on the team, which is pretty cool, right? And, and being able to ask some, you know, questions to 
get a little bit out of them that you know may not ask on a, on a day to day basis. Yeah, it's uh must be an awesome experience, but I can understand. I mean, I would, I, I think I would personally struggle because I carry on a bit even in front of a TV. So <laughs> I can imagine sitting there and Zion dunks the the uh, the ball and everyone's going ballistic, and you're like, oh yes, just write some notes. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, halfway through the second quarter, Zion posterizes someone. I mean, I I don't know how you write that to make it non-exciting, but to to hold that within myself is really the hardest part. I could imagine. And I mean, I suppose to segue, how about these Pelicans? I mean, what a, a, a what a start. Second in the West, outright second now. Big game against the Detroit Pistons coming up. Then we head into this like weird little weekend, like the petty weekend against the Suns and the Utah Jazz, and we're just we're coming at their necks. But you know, it um how have you found this first what are we at, twenty five games? I mean, we've been pretty good, I think. Yeah, I think I think we're learning how to play basketball. I mean, not for the, you know, professional basketball. I'm not saying they don't know how to play basketball. I'm saying we're learning how to play. Well, the team's learning how to play. So you got to, you know, separate myself from the team, right? Not being a fan. The team's learning how to be a better basketball team with their minds. They're learning different ways to win and, and play within each other. I think a great part about it is some of the injuries have actually allowed you to grow a little bit. Right? Um you know, dicing minutes is is huge for his progression and the team's progression. Now you can see like, oh, wow, we can play him in different spots. Zion, we all knew about what Zion was, but to see it at this station, this Zion we thought we were going to see when he came out. This is what, you know, that parade of people showing up, you know, witness getting the first pick. And this is what we thought we were going to see, albeit, you know, year four or five for him. But I, I'm perfectly waiting. I mean, Sixers waited on Joel and B for a ton of years, and nobody really complained about that. So, what we're seeing out of him is just his next step in progression. I think the next progression for the you know, the coaching staff. Some people think it's like a bad thing to not have the same. If you're a coach, you're like you kind of enjoy it because now you play with things as you as you being able to and still get wins out of it. Well, yeah, I suppose that's been the big change um, in terms of, I, I understand what you meant, like learning to play basketball, I guess, but it's learning to play the system, it's learning to play together. There's a number of factors that, that come into, I suppose, assimilating someone like Zion into a team that was, you know, much hyped after that miraculous playoff run at the end of last year. Um, I think the big shift for me is that we've gone from being the hunter to the hunted. And when that happens, expectations come and we saw a few games that we, I think everyone agrees we let slip or the Pelicans let slip. Um, the, the Pelicans when they lose, but they're us when we win, uh, if you hadn't gathered. Uh, and, um, you know, that I think for me has been a big shift. Willie Green working out how to use Zion. You know, first probably 10 games, it was you're in the post. You just post up and then... Now he's on the move downhill with the ball in his hands, 23% potential assists the other day against well, the Spurs. Ooh, I mean, and that's we're doing this without Brandon Ingram and without Herb Jones. I think that's been the big, uh, I suppose, surprise is that you're beating good teams at three-quarter strength. So as we go forward, hopefully 
it doesn't turn into too much of a, a learning experience adding BI and, and her back in because I know you add pieces back, everyone then needs to adjust. We've seen that with CJ still trying to adjust. Um, I suppose speaking of CJ, he was pretty sick from all reports. He's still working his way back. Do you think he's he's going to get this rust off and, and get his legs back under him? So he is a professional, like the ultimate professional. And, and I, you just have to time. I mean, he was sick with, in a sense as if it's past, but no, it's still here. Jay Tatum talked about how it took him almost a year and some He was on a breather, like a, a, an inhaler uh, for all three months, just playing, just trying to get back in shape. Um, his CJ will, will be fine in, in a new city. You know, New Orleans is one of those places the weather changes all the time. Loud. That last week we had two cold days that were for us cold, cold days that were uh, in the fifties, forties, and then the next days we're back in eighties. Like, try, you know, for somebody who was living in where the weather was probably more consistent, I mean, you're probably a lot of rain, but more consistent. Your kid, your wife, yourself into a city like this, and now you're traveling. Man, that's that's thing on a body that wasn't used to it. So you got to give him some time. I mean, CJ, is, you know, ultimate professional. I think, I think he'll be, he'll bounce back uh, than we think. It's good to hear because, you know, we say, we can see even the frustration in his face that he knows that the shots that he's taking are still shots that he would make. And we've seen him make them, and you can see he's still working his way back. Um, there's that clip of uh, Willie Green bigging CJ up saying, look, you're still CJ McCollum, just keep doing your thing. And um, so hopefully he can get himself right uh, as soon as possible, because we are a better team when he when he plays and, and plays well. But uh, you know, at the moment, he's you can see he's trying to get himself out of this funk, and, and hopefully, it's sooner rather than later. But I mean, been fortunate, lucky. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to not have had COVID, so I can't really comment on how it feels. But um, everyone that I've had reckons you call, you have this cough that just never leaves, and your uh, shortness of breath is ridiculous. So you're talking um, about shortness, shortness of breath for a basketball player, like you know, you know, like it's it's not it's not something you just you get over in one day. I mean, I, I like to joke. Uh, one of my friends called him Muddy McCullum because he's he's been on promethazine. Like he, you know, just to get back to himself, he's taking medicine just to get back to himself. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. Um, I mean, yeah, I think CJ carried us in the first, you know, 15 games, right? Like, you know, Zion got hurt, B.I. got hurt. It was all on CJ's shoulders, and some of those games, he he won for us. I, I think he's earned the right to have a couple bad games. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm with you, and especially coming off how sick, sick he was. Um, yeah. But I suppose what that has done is having these people out has been the emergence of the next man up which I mean I know before the season we're like this team's so deep and then we saw a bit of you know teething issues with a few things oh we need to do this we need to do that and all of us are up in arms trade everyone um, we're getting a new team uh, we're moving to Seattle no I'm just kidding but uh, <laughs> um, but you know all of a sudden, you see guys like Dyson getting minutes. You see Jose Alvarado, 38 points last night. And, I mean, what's that been like uh, from your perspective, seeing these next guys really take that challenge on, on the chin and, and uh, succeed? I'll start with Jose. 
I all the shots Jose took, I saw I've seen him work on, you know, just not just, you know, regular threes, but I've literally seen him work on in the gym. Like that's the that's the part we don't see as you know as a fan, but like I've seen him repeatedly work on the same shots every day. So it didn't really surprise me that he had 38 because it was kind of conventional that he got that 38. It wasn't nothing, he wasn't off the dribble, dancing and shooting over people. No, they were catching shoots. You overplayed or pick and roll. He's getting to the rim, free throws. It was really efficient. It was nothing out of the box. So to see him have a game like that, yeah, it's huge. But I also could, I can see how he got it. I, I, I've i seen it that much. Like, oh, well, I, I can see how he got that. Uh, Dyson, for instance, even like I said in the article, I was not on the Dyson Daniels train. I mean, sorry for you guys. These, you all sees that, you know, listen to Lyle. I, I, my apologies. Uh-huh. Not to say I didn't. Not to say I didn't like him. I just didn't know how he would fit with this iteration of the team. But to watch him play, like, no, he's legit smart. Like, he, every move he makes has a reason, and it's not, is never, like, out of place. I would like him to be a little bit stronger with the basketball. But as a 19-year-old rookie, okay, I, those are mistakes I kind of anticipate. But the other stuff that he does on a defensive end, you can't teach. I'm sorry, you just can't teach it he attacks the re he it's he's probably i'd say top two rebounder on the team i he's a better rebounder than her i i would i would say that but his ability to guard multiple positions allow you allows you to be so flexible and if he just gets a i mean he's shooting 40 40 clip right now on, on one shot a, a game one three a game but it's still worthy enough when you got people like zion CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingham, Jonas Valanciunas, like, yo, that's a that's a workout shot. That's something you, all right, well, catch and shoot. It's a wide open three. Let's shoot it. Let's go. And, it, oh, if I miss it, I got those guys trying to get an offensive board. Doesn't seem like it's uh, any any worry on his back. So I can see how Dyson it fits into this, this iteration of the team. Uh, he's better than I thought. Yeah, I mean, I think I've, I honestly was surprised as well coming in because we see him a little bit in FIBA basketball but that I suppose the under 19s or 21s unless you go looking for it it's not widely broadcast um so you don't get to see it unless unless you know it's on um so when he came out of the G League and was drafted by the Pels I was like yes awesome we've got a we've got an Aussie um then I started well saw that he was in the contention for our pick and started looking into him and uh you know defensively looked looked really good. I think everyone knew that his jump shot was going to be a little bit questionable. But then when you see him now, and from all reports, he works his his tail off to to really uh, improve and get better every day, which is what you want. Um, You know, that jump shot looks good. It's just reps, I think, at this point. I don't think there's anything broken. There's no hitch in his shot or anything like that, uh, working with Fred Vincent and and getting that uh, shot pretty fluid. But yeah, you've just got to be a threat out there. And when you've got guys like that, people on the scouting report say, oh, this guy's a 40% shooter. You know, so all of a sudden they're closing out and then we've got space. You just got to make one. You only got to take two and then you're 50%. <laughs> Listen, Lyle, that was a that was a play, not the last game, the game before last that I covered. Um, Dyson just checked in a game. It was a, a pick and roll. Uh, almost like a three-man, and Dyson caught a left, I would say not, 
left, uh, elbow extended three. There was no hesitation. He just checked in. He just checked in, and he's not a shooter. And he pulls like, oh, yep, I'm shooting it. Oh, that's that's a level of – like if you play basketball and you just checked in a game, that's and you're not like a, a shooter, that's not usually a shot you take. But him to take it so fluidly without any hesitation showed me like, oh, no, you knew you were going to shoot that. Like you knew off the defensive, okay, you lagged off, cool. This is catch, this is a rhythm. It was a great shot, even if he missed it. It was a good shot, even if he missed it. And he just made it. I'm like, oh wow, all right, that's different. That's different. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like you said, you come in, you you're not warm, you're not anything, you just pull the trigger straight away and, and splash it. I mean, all of a sudden people have to go, oh, hang on, who's that guy? We need to close out on him and uh and make sure that he, he doesn't do that again to us. Another person who's emerged this year has been, and I will continue to to peddle the Paul George comparisons, Trey Murphy has been unreal. Honestly, I can see early Paul George, maybe not the handle, but I can see the bounce and I can see the, the three-point shooting. I think the defense is the defense is coming. I might be I might be clutching at straws, but Trey Murphy has been fantastic. Uh, could you talk to Trey a bit? I mean, you don't have to agree with that Paul George take. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to I'm make a, it happen. I, it's okay. It's okay. I, I'm a huge Paul George fan, uh, but I won't agree with the the Paul George. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'd say I see Rashard Lewis. I see a ton of Rashard Lewis. Uh, the athleticism, even the Rashard Lewis that you saw in, in Seattle with the Supersonics, the overly athletic ability to shoot the ball and can put it on the floor and, and get to the basket. And will Trey, I asked Trey uh, maybe, again, that same couple of days ago about getting to the rim. Like, are you trying to dunk on people? Like, it seems like it's a point. It's not even, oh, I just want to dunk the ball. No, 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 no. Like, if you're under there, you're trying to get caught. Like, like Trey is at the rim at all costs. Like, if it's not a three, he's not really trying to shoot a pull-up. Like, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't shot really great pull-ups as it is. So it's either threes or getting to the rim. And he's so athletic. Like the last one uh, over Jokic, the last two over Jokic, he jumped outside the restricted area, like even almost towards the free throw line. He was closer to the free throw line than the restricted area. So you look at that and you're like, wait, this team's getting athletic. The Joker must hate playing the Pelicans. Like he has to hate it. The last couple of times he's gotten posterized, he's gay. Herb caught him the first game. You lucky Herb didn't play. Herb usually plays well against the against the Nuggets. He usually does. It was an eighteen point barrage in Denver that, uh, last year. Now I, I can only follow that up with he probably can. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I think Herb, Herb was probably missed in this game, but it was good to see the other the others get that shine. Uh, like, you know, I even mentioned that Dyson is, not to keep mentioning Dyson on this pod, but Dyson is just the light-skinned version of <laughs> of Herb. Like, he he's the light-skinned Michael Jackson. Like, if Herb's a dark-skinned Michael Jackson, uh, <laughs> Dyson is the light-skinned version. I, I mean, this team is so, I keep saying deep, but versatile. And, and you add a Trey Murphy that's, you know, getting better defensively. There's so many options, style. There's so many lineups that you can play. There's so – if we just play smart, I, I don't see us not getting at least to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and I think that's that's not even a, um, a hot take or anything. I genuinely – I'm with you. I think that is completely reasonable. And looking through the other teams that we've faced, there's none that scare me at all. I mean, there's, there's genuine reasons for every game that we've lost – um, and yeah, of course, there have been some great teams have played really well on on different nights. I don't take away from you know Memphis slapping us around a few a few games ago. They were they were great, um, and we just didn't bring the energy at all. But I think the, the the versatility I think is the the exact word that you that you raised. I think depth is is a great word. We've heard that just getting hammered, but versatility, the ability to go small, the ability to go big. You know, against Jokic. Jonas gets in foul trouble. You bring another big in who played. I thought Billy Hernan Gomez played really well on Jokic. Um, I believe that that game predicated Billy Willie Hernan Gomez uh, to play more. I mean, Jokic is a European, of course. So they play a European style basketball at Denver Nuggets, yeah. who just won Eurobasket MVP. Like you put him in a situation, so that's his strength. To, to play against guys like that where he he's probably a little quicker than Jokic and can finish with either hand. Like Billy Hernan Gomez is a walking double, double, like anytime he plays, like it's almost as if like you can just pencil it in. I mean, I don't even think he got it, but the fact that the, the things that he did on the basketball court just made sense against a team like the Denver Nuggets going against Jokic. I mean, they, they were, the Nuggets were plus two with Jokic off the floor, but when he was when Jokic was on the floor, when he was off the floor, oh my goodness. Like the Pels just took advantage of it. Like if we can continue to essentially stay even with starters of other teams. And I think our second line is probably the, the star of our team. Yeah. Right. And then getting more playing time right now, Najee, Najee Marshall has been amazing. Yeah. I'm not going to, I've been the president of Navi, Najee high for a little minute now. I think he's ascended to being a really, really good basketball player. Like he's making the right play almost 90% of the time. Even when the play doesn't result in something that we actually want to say a missed shot or, you know, guy bobble the ball it's usually not Najee's fault. Yeah. Like he's, he's made the play and he he makes the right play. Even, you know, the other night he missed a couple threes, but they were the right play. It just didn't, it just didn't go down. So I think the emergence of 
you know, those players, the, those role players getting better, it, it only propels us, right? You know, because when guys are out, you know, we can plug and play. Yeah. 100% agree. And I mean, Najee, often the forgotten man on this pod, and apologies to Najee out there if you're listening. I'm sure you're not. But, you know, if you do happen to catch this, um, you know, I think I've been super impressed with him this year. I mean, when he first, remember he was back in the two way with understand, and all of a sudden people were like, get rid of Josh Hart. He's gone. Najee's taken his spot already. And, um, you know, history transpired a little bit differently. But, uh, you know, this year I think Najee's been great. I think. Uh, yesterday, or I guess the Nuggets, he was like a plus 20 and only had four points, but had six assists. And it's all the other stuff that you can't just write down in a le- on a, a box score that he does and, you know, defends the living daylights out of it. He, you know, can advance the ball. He plays with pace. He plays tough. And I think toughness, you need to have someone on your team that is willing to just sacrifice their body at any situation, whether that's on offense, defense, you know, um, and I, I think I'm I'm really high on Najee this year. I've been really impressed. And he's almost impossible not to play because of what he brings. Just another guy that's six, 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 seven with the same like the Pels, the Pels were uh, a man, they have a type. They have a type of <laughs> they have a type for sure. Like they know who they want. It's like, I think like what, five guys are from like North Carolina. And if you're not from North Carolina, you're either from, uh, you're from, you know, obviously probably a a European player or or some out of the country. Like you could say Jose's from Brooklyn, but he's Puerto Rican. So like he's played, he's played a feeble style basketball. Like it's a different, the the Pels have a type. Let's just say that the the front office has a type. And I think, they found something that works, right? When you when you have a type, you know what works for you. Um, another thing about Najee, there was something that uh, Larry Nance told me. He said Najee and Jose need to be credited with the toughness that they bring. Because I asked Larry about, you know, how, how our practices and, you know, does the second team beat the first team? He's like, yeah, we, we kind of do sometimes. But I, he credits the toughness of the team through Najee and Jose because they bring it at all times. Like, it's like they're the enfor- they're the bodyguards. They're the bodyguards of the team. They're always looking to fight, which I'm cool with. I'm always cool with that. Yeah. And what do they say? You should always practice how you intend to play. And so when you you brought in, uh, I suppose, a secure environment, an environment that you can control, you can let it play out a little bit more and you can let those, um, that, I suppose, aggression, for want of a better term, come out. Because then when you come across it against other teams, you bring that with you. You can bottle yeah. it up and then channel it out straight into someone else. And, uh, you know, we've seen that we've managed to catch teams on the back foot because of the intensity that we play. In. And I think that third, uh, our third quarters have almost been like our you know, all right, we're playing now. We've given them a run. We've given the the TVs um, all the the footage that they need. These guys have done some layups, and then bang, put the screws into them, and the defense goes up to eleven. The intensity goes up. That's what the the, the word I'm looking for. The intensity. Do you feel that in uh, in the Smoothie King Center in live? Do you think that happens? Of course, I, and I think they feed off it. And I, I really want to predicate it to dedicate that towards the second team, the second unit. Like when they come in a game, it's a different tone. And, and, it, and it starts with Jose, of course. Yeah. But I think their their comfortability with each other 
the way they play off each other and they everybody knows their their role in a sense. It doesn't matter if Zion's on the court with them, CJ is on the court with them, Brandon's on the court with them. No, they know what they want to do. I mean, they'll get the ball to Brandon, but I think Jose and and Trey and these guys, like, they know, like, we can do this without you. We don't need you. You just so happen to be here. And you're talking about Zion Williamson, CJ McCollum, or or Brandon Ingram. Like, oh, okay. Nice guys. We got, yeah, yeah, we got this. We we did this before. Like, you know, the other night, what that was uh that was Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, and Jose Alvarado's first time starting together. We always thought that the 2019 draft class, Zion, Nikhil, and Jackson was gonna be the, you know, pretty much the foundation of years to come. It's those guys. Yeah, oh for sure. And I mean, hindsight being 2020, I mean Zion, still great pickup, but you know, unfortunately, we're looking at a couple of guys that aren't here in that draft and, and one who can't get a run. So it's making it uh even I mean, the the scales have been balanced towards this uh this last draft because these three guys, I mean, we've got some we've got some good pieces, I tell you what. Um Jarrett. What have you got coming up? Have you got, uh, can you give us a, a little plug or a little insight into what you've got? Uh, any stories brewing? Anything uh, working away? Well, no, no, I don't want to tell it all. Of course not. It's a no, co- of course not. It's a, it's a couple, it's a couple of different things that I, that I like to look at. You know, what's crazy about, uh, I probably didn't dive deep into this part, but like working and, and getting access to the Smoothie King Center is meeting the people that work there because once you start doing that and they start knowing you by name, it's like, it's almost like they expect it. And, and you start to hear things from them because this is their, this is their body of work, right? Like the, the night Adam Silver came in and I guess not say broke a story, but I was the first one to say that Adam Silver was going to be in the building. I heard that through one of the folks at the, that working at working at the arena. I, I knew that because of them. It wasn't that, you know, I have some inside plug or something like that. So I think that's pretty much the cool part. It is you know learning where to go and who you speak to and who do you talk to uh the food you know served before the game just just like all these different types of conversations that can be had uh, amongst media members amongst um people like uh Antonio Daniels we've we talk extensively about just different things going on in the organization we would talk football basketball we talked a ton of different things so uh, like learning where to go, where to go and, and who to talk to and where to sit. And, oh, well, let's look around the arena. Let's talk to different couple people and, and let's talk to some fans. Uh, I think that's probably been the, the best part about it is it's not stagnant. It's ever evolving. It's ever moving. So it, it's been a pretty cool experience. And I think that's my next step is writing about the Smoothie King Center. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll be keeping an eye out for that because, like I said, you have a way with words. It's um, honestly really enjoyable reading and writing. And I don't just say that, but um, no, it is uh, you're really good at what you do. And I wish you had been writing earlier, honestly, because you do a really good job. And uh, we, we appreciate another voice covering our team. So uh, can you give us a shout out where we can find you? And I suppose we'll start wrapping it up. We really appreciate your time today. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, so... You can find me on Twitter, uh, Conrad Reed with the K, K-O-N-R-A-D-R-E-E-D-5 uh, on Twitter. Instagram is, I think it's, I believe it's the same thing. Um, also, Boot Crew Media, uh, you can type that in in, in the, the 
uh, your safari and find us and a ton of articles. Um, but yeah, man, not loud. I appreciate everything. I appreciate you let me join the show. It's been pretty awesome talking about sports with somebody that's, you know, a day ahead of me. Uh, so, which is crazy. It's like, oh my God, we're talking to somebody in Australia about basketball. He, it's 7.30 for him. It's 5.30 for me. And we're talking sports. That's, if that ain't, if this isn't like the connectivity of, of life, I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I, I think that's the one thing that I, well, well, there's many things that I like, but it's one of the main things I like is being able to talk to people on the other side of the world that, you know, have the same interests as me and, you know, talk about it. Wait, Lyle, you're a Duke fan. Uh, not necessarily. I'm just... I saw, uh, I saw Duke basketball. I went through a phase where I, uh, yeah, got a whole heap of different signed basketballs and that one was cheap. It was Jabari Parker. So um, we got that at the time. Yeah, there's a few few good ones. Um, I don't know who I support in college basketball. It's not really on here much. And when it is, it's on at like bizarre times, like 3 a.m. So um, I've never really got into it. I appreciate your dedication. For you to watch basketball on the other side, NBA basketball in general on the, from the other side of the world and understand what's going on and still be engaged, that, that's pretty impressive, man. Like we were on spaces, what, and you were, you had to be at work at that time, I guess. Like you had to be doing something. Well, sometimes, yeah. I mean, there's definitely times where it'll be in a lunch break or it'll be, um, there was one where we had, uh, um, when the CJ McCollum trade happened at lunchtime like us times that was 1am and i woke up like randomly and i was like it was like that uh madeline scene miss clavel sits up something's not right and it was the big trade went down i was on spaces at 1 1 30 in the morning but to tell you what that day was a bit of a write-off but you know that's the uh i suppose the pull of fandom of of the nba the nba's ability to reach different parts of the world i mean it's an, an american uh league that is, is really global and you can see yeah. when you've got your own people in there like Dyson, other Australians, there's a record number of Australians in the NBA at the moment and, you know, it makes it easy to cheer and you can see the NBA jerseys around and there's the kids that are all walking around with the jerseys on. They, they did have Ben Simmons, that's changed a little bit, but, you know, a few Dysons, um, you know, out and about. So, yeah, LeBron James is apparently works in every single corner of, <laughs> of Australia because everyone's <laughs> got his jersey on. Um, so it uh, it really is a global game. And, you know, this is this is what it's about. It's about the community and, and about, uh, you know, chatting with different people and getting different perspectives on, on, on a team that we all love. So, Garrett, with that being said, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, no doubt um, we'll have to have you on again sometime and we'll chat pals and couple of weeks i'll be over there and we'll uh we'll have to catch up and and uh see what's going on over on in your neck of the woods if you're here in a couple of weeks uh i don't know if you drink but you i, I will buy you a drink oh, or drinks me. Well, well, yeah wait in the brackets s in the bracket yeah yeah, yeah um, i don't know i had to, <laughs> had to be sure uh yeah. <laughs> you know it, it is commonplace when someone you know that you've met and they come to a place that that you know of, you you purchase a drink for them. So a drink oh. on me, sir. Oh, I appreciate that, mate. We look forward to to that and uh, we'll be able to do this in person, chat pills, sure. and we'll get it done. But um, thank you so much. And uh, guys, this has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, joined by Jarrett Reed. 
at Ethos Pelicans, at Lyle Swimming Bank. Stay safe. And of course, bye for now. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.